Again, episode nine, man. Black Broadway podcast, y'all, man. It's been great, man. I swear, yo, we ended this year off on the strongest of strong notes, man. Big shout out to my producer, Dre Black, man. We've been pulling this thing together, y'all, for real, man. Like, we just want to thank everybody, all our new followers, all our new listeners, man. We've just been gaining so much, man. Again, huge, humongous thank you to Charlotte. For coming through no and rocking with us on the fuck it, I quit. How to quit your job like a boss? What up, Charlotte, <laughs> baby? Yo, shout out to you wherever you at in the world, man. For real, it was great being at the High Times Business Convention, man. Great look, great look, great opportunity to you know meet the leaders of the marijuana industry in D.C. and California and Oregon, everywhere, all over the country. For real, man, there's a lot of good dudes. I met a lot of great contacts. Too many people to name by name, but just know. That y'all thinking of y'all, and thank y'all for supporting Black Broadway, man. Shout-outs to everybody that's been rocking with us in the city, everybody that's coming up to us, man. This has been, like, one of our really most rapidly gated episodes, man. We doing some numbers out here, yo. 2016, yo, my goal is for y'all to make me look stupid for thinking that I'm doing numbers right now. I want my 2016 numbers to to make these numbers look like infantile numbers, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm already excited about whatever's happening, but like, you know what I'm saying, I I know that there's another level to reach and then another level after that, yo. I got a big, I got to speak on this, on the top of this episode, because this just happened last night. One of my major influences in this show, um, Black Scale, clothing company, right? Yes, sir. They made a post on Instagram they're out of San Francisco. They made a post on Instagram about how, man, all these fake-ass people biting our style and biting our aesthetic and shit like that. And it's true. So many people running around talking about black this, black that, with the V. You know with what I'm saying? V. With the V. That's really what it's about. Like, Rockaware tried to do some shit like that. I was like, get the fuck out of here. There's just so many other trying brands to trying to, like, cash in on that, that aesthetic and, and what it means. And they don't even know what it means. Right. But anyway, he made a post about that. And I'm out, I'm leaving the club, I'm leaving the party, but I'm sitting in the car with my girl and I'm just like, yo, you know what? I need to, I need to respond to this Instagram post real quick. Yeah. So I sat down and I wrote like a, a, a real powerful paragraph <laughs> on Instagram, which is something I never do. I, I don't even remember when I last time I did that on one of my own posts. Huh. But like on this post, I commented and I gave a, po- a, a, a paragraph basically about why like, I chose to use black in our name with the V. With the V. And because I like what they represent. Exactly. I like what they stand, what they stand for, for as a company. Right. 
And you know, I left this message on the on the this comment or the post. You know, this post got like fifteen hundred comments. I'm not even thinking the dude going to see it or whatever. And he hit me back and was oh, like, shit. "Yo, we appreciate you for that. Keep making moves, man." That's what's up. And I was like, "Yo, man." So I want to take this time. I want to take this time on my show. <laughs> Black Broadway. Yo, you only got to send us those free tickets because we're going to come out there and get them one day. No portion, but no. for real, for real, I'm going to keep on copping because I love those guys, man. I man, love Mega. I love what y'all stand for. Man, shout out to Black Scale, man. Y'all did it. Yo, I, yeah. That made my night, yo. Black so Scale. that's one big acknowledgement that I wanted to get out of the way there. Yo, we got to recap Another big acknowledgement on a personal side for Black Broadway, though. Yeah, man. Let's, let's get back to Black let's Broadway. Get back to Black Broadway. Black Social was a hit, yes. yo. I mean, and I was so I was surprised, man. Dre wanted to kill me all that day because it was raining, and I'm being old negative Nancy. I'm like, yo, man, ain't nobody gonna come to our party, man. This is bullshit and rain. See, that's why I don't like throwing parties, man. Because every time I try to I'm throw a party in rain, I'm never throwing a party again. <laughs> I was on my bullshit. <laughs> don't laugh at me, man. <laughs> For real, I was on my bullshit, man. But I'm so glad that people came out. I bet I want to hug. I might have hugged every goddamn <laughs> person. He hugged and he talked to literally everybody that came through the damn door. The shit was ridiculous. Which is a great look. But that's what I do. Yeah. So just know, whatever country you in, whatever state you in, if I see you, if you see me and you run up on me and you like, yo, I fuck with you, I fuck with Black Broadway, just know I got some rap for you. All I'm, always. I'm never that dude that's going to be like, nah, man, so what, man? I'm out here trying to buy a churro. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm doing it. Like, I, without y'all, I wouldn't be able to buy these churros. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like, I wouldn't be motivated. So, man, thank you to everybody that came to Black Social. It was a hit. Thank you to Velvet Lounge yes, for hosting us you. and being just DJ the dopest you thank you to DJ Underdog, who was my brother, man, my man from back in the day. He came through and gave us the perfect soundscape. Yes. He gave us the perfect vibe, the perfect wave. And that's because he know me, you know what I'm saying? He know how, how we do things. He, he gets it. He got the vibe. And Black Social came off perfectly, for real, man. We had pizza, bro. We had pizza party. We had pizza party on that ass. As a matter of fact, that's going to be a consistent theme. So next time, I need everybody to go online and RSVP and make sure you show up so we know how much pizza to get. Because, dog, they killed the they pizza killed in like, the pizza, dog, in like five, minutes. five minutes. I was glad I got a slice because I was actually hungry. <laughs> like, too, I, was, I had I been was running starving. around. I was starving. I got one slice of pizza and, you know, that was enough for me. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to feed the crew. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad everybody came through and ate, had drinks. Had fun. We took dope pictures. Yes. Go to Facebook. Go to Black Broadway on at Facebook and check out all the pictures. Yep. Go like the page. Tell your friends to like the page. Tell your moms, your baby moms, everybody. Go like this page, man, because we moving out here. And that's lit. where our con it's lit. That's where our content at. I got to give another big shout out to Dre for keeping our post engaging and keeping people commenting and liking and getting into what we about as far as Black Broadway goes. And it's popping, man. It's just popping, a great though. thing to see, man. It's Isn't really it? a beautiful thing to be a part of, man. So we finally made it. We had our first event. There's going to be plenty more to come. Yes. Go to blackbroadway.com. Go to Black Broadway at Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Black Broadway DC. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at Black Broadway. All with a V. B-L-V-C-K. All of them, all right? And go follow us and check us out and get into this, man. Get in tune with this movement. We out here really moving. We out here moving, dog. We Yo. out here literally, yeah. I'm
I mean, it's, yeah, it's not even like a, like, I'm not going to get haughty or arrogant about it, but it's not even like a thing where I feel like I need to be surprised no more. Yeah. I should actually start embracing and understanding what's going on and, exactly. and, and riding this momentum to where it's ultimately going to take us, man. And with that being said, we got a great, great, great episode for y'all today, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It, it, it's dope. It's just a good time, man. We got the year in music rundown, man. 2015, a lot of people say it was the best year in hip-hop since like 94, 95 yeah, or something like that. And you know, a lot of good music. Dude. A lot of good music. And I'm not inclined to disagree. A lot of trash this year, too. A lot of trash. A lot of trash. A lot of good shit. Yep. And we're going to talk about it all. You know what I'm saying? It's 2015. Yeah, music rundown, man. We have Jerome Baker the third in the yeah. building, man. Founding member of Rock Creek Social Club. One of the most lit DJs in Washington, D.C. If you're not going to a Rock Creek Social party, if you're not going to a party that Jerome Baker is spinning at, either whether it be High Storm Wednesday or any type of special events at Blind Wino or mm-hmm. like Saturdays, or whether it be in the summertime rocking with grilled cheese social, oh, wow. like you got to be on top of your game because that's where the wave is at. That's where it's at, y'all. Jerome Baker III is our guest, and he is giving us the real when it comes down to what albums is popping, yeah. how to recognize good music, and what the game is missing. Yes, We're going to talk about it. And this is a special two-part thing right here, yep. yo. Yep. For real. It was so intense. It was so real that we couldn't even fit this all into one episode. <laughs> we ain't trying to beat y'all over the head with a two-hour episode. episode right. So... Here it goes. It's, it's a humble hour, whatever it is. Whatever it is. I'm just surprised that people listen to 15 minutes of this shit exactly, sometimes. Man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it all. So if you, could, if you make it through a whole hour and get to hear all of this, you're going to love it, yo. And like right I path. said, you're on the right path. You black, <laughs> you black Broadway. You are black Broadway. You are black Broadway, my friend. Straight up. And we got look, we got the second half coming next week. So don't think it's over. Second half coming next week. We're going to end out the year strong, and we're going to start off 2016 with a bang, all right? But before we get out of 2015, it's a couple of people that uh, <laughs> that's trying to close out the year yeah, on some real... <laughs> they trying they try to end the year on some real asshole shit right now. I don't even... Bruh, we, 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 we just all got to make better decisions, man. I don't even know. Where do I want to start? Okay. Here's where I'm going to start, because this has been a week full of shenanigans, all right? So (laughs) let's talk about, I think, the most ridiculous shenanigans, the most hilarious shenanigans, man. (laughs) Your boy Steve Harvey, man, who I got beef with anyway, man, because I don't understand how you go leave your wife, who put you on, Cheat on her with another bitch, <laughs> marry the bitch, and then write a, a, a relationship guide for how to be what? How? Huh? What? Wow. Yeah. But man, yo, he the best that ever get it and got away with he it. Got away with so it. So I respect it. You know what I'm saying? From pimp to pimp, player to player, I respect it. All right, but players fuck up too. You know what I'm saying? He fucked up. Yeah, he dropped the ball, bro. So Steve Harvey was hosting the Miss Universe, Universe pageant. Yep. Another bright idea. I don't know, you know, <laughs> who came with that. But Steve Harvey apparently felt like the need to host the Miss Universe pageant. I'm sure the check was healthy. I'm sure it was. Beautiful women. Beautiful. Beautiful women, man. I seen just some gorgeous yeah, girls, girls out girls, there. Man, yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? From all over. From all over the world. From all over the universe. Word. You know what I'm saying? So they come, they on the stage. You know, it come down to the last three or whatever. Steve Harvey, you got one job, my dude. 
One job. One job. All you had to do was read this card. <laughs> you didn't have to make the decision. You didn't have to none, vote. None of that. You didn't have to assess talent. Talent. None of that. Just read the card. All you gotta do is read the card. This fool can't read the card. <laughs> he ended up giving the, the crown to the wrong girl. Give it to Miss Columbia. They gotta come out here and take the whole crown off Miss Columbia head. Ooh. And give it to Miss Philippine. And now, you know, Columbia, she's saying she's traumatized. And I don't know about all that. But I'm just saying, you know, it was. That's a mean joint. That's a mean joint. That's a mean joint right joke. there. That's a mean joint. So, you that's know. That's a hell of a blow to pride right there. Bruh, that's a mean, mean, mean joint. They invited him back for 2016. I heard that. To, to I heard that. I heard that. I mean, hey, listen. Like I said, players fuck up too. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it happens. You know what I'm saying? But they brought your boy Steve Harvey back. That was hilarious. And then, of course, you know, the racism took a, a nice upturn, yeah, yeah, as yeah, always yeah. is to be expected. So he was called everything but a child of God on the internet. <laughs> but that's what the internet do. That's what they do. They, that's what they, they, they do. They roast you to the core. They're going to roast you to the core. Anything that they can think of to roast you about is that's what they're going to do. But my thing is, like, I mean, you could call Steve Harvey so much worse things than a, a dumb nigga. Like, he's... I mean, so much more. So much more. I got so like much more point, for Steve. Calling people niggers out here these days. Like, like, what? Really? Like, huh? You're not even trying. You're not even trying. Try. Like, you don't even try. Like, okay. That's all you got for me is nigger? All right. Whatever, bro. I'm going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, Steve Harvey, man. Yo, just ride this slander out, man. You just got to tweet through it, bro. You just got to tweet through this slander, man. It's going to be all right. But another dude... Who can't tweet through the slander? Well, who actually kind of overshadows Steve Harvey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't even know where to start with this. All right, so I mean, we all know R. Kelly is a well-publicized piece of shit. We we understand that this man has made brilliant songs that the world has enjoyed, and no babies have that. been conceived to, children have graduated to. Grandmothers have passed on to the earth, passed off yeah, this earth to. Exactly. Yeah, I, he talk. runs the whole real gamut. Talk. Yep. All right. But he's still a piece of shit. Piece of shit. All right. So, your man decided somehow, <laughs> some way, that it maybe was going to be a good idea to do an interview, a live Twitter interview with the Huffington Post. Twitter and Periscope. Did no one explain to R. Kelly how the internet works? Obviously not. Where were his publicists? Where, I'm where, glad you said that because somebody else made that same, like, Fire your publicist. Fire your publicist no now. He should have been in that situation. I mean, I'm not even taking that phone call if I work for R. Kelly Man, on the publicist side, which I never would do because he's been shit. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you know, if that's your thing, bro, you got to manage this a lot better. Got to. R. Kelly gets, of course, he gets hit with all the ridiculous questions. Of I can't course. even quote him. But you know, I'm sure some of y'all out there probably said some of them in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the ridiculous questions, and and as expected, that it just didn't go well. Shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. So he ended up walking out, and you know, I mean, come on, Kels, like, what do you, what do you think? What, what did you think was going to happen? You know what I'm saying? So that's two dudes right there. We got slapped with the Michael Jordan crying emoji. Man, man, got you. Got, got you. you. Image of the year. Michael Jordan crying emoji. <laughs> I wish we could get like some awards so we could hand out Michael Jordan cry face. To, to some should, people. Next, next year, we might have to. We going, Let's keep the uh, Michael Jordan cry face popping for 2016, yeah, y'all. Yeah, we got to. Don't give up. Don't don't find nothing new, all right? It's Michael Jordan cry face <laughs> till it's all, till the wheels and fall the, off. And a little mama drink. Oh, a little mama drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. 
that little mama joint is bought me endless comedy. I'm sorry, yo. That joint right there is endless comedy, yo. I'm sorry. Little mama, I, I want everything to work out for you in your personal life. Even in your career, like, I mean, you're not my favorite rapper, but I mean, I'm sure some little girls enjoy you. Look up to, Look up to you, you know what I'm saying? You doing stuff, but girl, they got you. Got you on that. got you. It's, it's a big <laughs> joint, bro. It's a big joint. Somebody told I was listening to a podcast like Charlamagne was talking about how little mama pops ran down on him. Oh. With the burners. No, no. True story? True story. Oh, shit. Say little mama pops ran down on him. I was like, yo. Yeah, that'll happen, that, man. That'll you know, you give somebody the struggle face. You gotta expect, Come you know, on. some blowback. You gotta expect you gonna get some pushback. Come and on, you man. gotta expect these things. So R. Kelly gets the Jordan face. Steve Harvey gets the Jordan face. I'm gonna tell you who else gets the Jordan face, and I'm glad he getting it. Your boy Odell Beckham. Yeah. Get them Giants the fuck out of here. Shout out to the Washington Redskins, first place in the NFC least. I'm not gonna start. <laughs> yeah. Our division is total trash. Total trash. Our division is trash. But somebody got to be on top of the trash can, and all right? And that'll be us. <laughs> so, Giants, if you want to be on top of the trash can, play harder. And Odell Beckham, if you want to be on top of the trash can, stop acting like a sucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was some whole shit. I ain't like none of that. I ain't like none of that. I ain't like none of that, that on Sunday. For real. At the end of the day, when the Giants played the Carolina Panthers on this past Sunday, Odell Beckham, I mean, the streets was talking. Oh, yeah. Greg Norman was talking. Odell Beckham was talking. Everybody was talking all week leading up to the cha- to the, um, to the playoff, to, yeah. to, the, to, the, to the game. game yeah. Probably it wasn't a playoff game. It was just a game. Everybody was talking shit. All right, we got it. We hear you. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, guess what? You got to go out there and perform, son. Yep. And if you're going out there and you're getting cooked, yes. then it doesn't mean go hit a dude in the head with your helmet. Right. It doesn't mean swing on a dude. It doesn't mean grab a dude face mask. It means play harder, you bum ass motherfucker. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm passionate. No, but that's real shit. Like, Let me yeah. calm down. Let me work it out. But I'm just saying, yo, you got torched out there. He did. Yeah, and you got suspended because they upheld the suspension oh, yeah, today. Yep. Yeah, he appealed it today. Yep. He appealed the suspension. They upheld it. I will say he made a very classy statement. At the end of that, though, he was like, you know, I appealed the suspension because it's something that I have the right to do yeah. as a player. Shout out to that. You real, real you, talk. You have that right. You have that right. And he was like, you know, at the end of the day, though, I lost my cool. My sportsmanship wasn't on par with where it needed to be. Yeah. I made some poor decisions, and I'm sorry to the fans, and I'm sorry to everybody. You know what I'm saying? That was a poor decision. That's cool. Yeah, have a seat on. That. Yeah, no doubt. Have, have a seat on that pine, though. Yeah, sit on that pine, though. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll see you next year. Because the skins going to the playoffs, soccer. Yeah. Out here. We out here. We out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yo, and that's all I want to talk about this week as yeah. far as rules yeah, and blah, blah, shit. blah, whatever it goes. I think we should get right into Yo, uh, we're going to get into this interview right now. We're going to get into this year of music rundown. And like I said, this is only part one because it was too much to even go into. Way too for, much. It was too much to give you one. It would have been like a three hour episode. We can't do that to y'all. So, this is the year in music, yeah. 2015, part yeah. one. And this uh-huh. musical break is brought Shout to you by the most slept yeah. on, most uh, underrated work. artists now of work. 2001 yeah. on uh-huh. to yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, Somebody here yeah. did uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. uh-huh. 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 uh-hu
acidity. Blowing like Rock Creek, check out the fluidity. I'm just a young nigga trying to cope with this humidity. And every time you see me, know I'm smoking some stupidity. I am the epitome, flyest in the city. Now you're married with a bitch to be, I'm not the one you never see. I was spitting rats when you was partying with energy. Back in 98, we had a motherfucking NPC. Several summers, I did numbers, fuck it. Sunshine spotless mind, I rhyme vividly. Lubricate lyric, 2012 Billy D. My bad iPad, everybody feeling me. Heard a lot of huffing, let me tell you how I really be. Everybody puffing, we ain't fucking with your silly feet. If you try and party, baby girl, you should get with me. Turn it to the park on 16 McKinnon. Coming round till you hit a big sound. When you see me on the mic, then you know what's going down. in the vicinity, nope. every time I'm on the mic, I fuck up the facility, so dope niggas are really considered dealing, man, there up. ain't no concealing, nope. this is true ability, yep. trying to check the effort, yep. exercise yep. and utility, yep. when it come to this rap shit, I have no humility, the best to ever do it in the city, yeah, it's really me, niggas know how real it be, any west, any east, niggas know I come in peace, I'm just trying to burn that leaf, I'm just trying to scoop a freak, some of y'all super weak, that's why y'all be super deep and end up in some show to just now got him in the building but all good things cut of those who wait and we got the leader of the new cool man the party pumper rapper in the city man for real the guy who gets it popping jerome baker the third man thanks for being here thank you very Woo-hoo. much i appreciate that and uh just a little intro i'm intro working on it the intro was fantastic <laughs> i'm working on it man you know i greatly appreciate it man thank you thank you <laughs> yo we much. greatly appreciate you for coming no through no man doubt. for no real doubt. yo so like we said earlier man this is the Year in music rundown right here. This is 2015 in music. A lot of people been calling 2015 the best year in hip-hop music 
in like a long time since like maybe like what like 94 95 something like that you know what i'm saying like it was like 88 is like that golden era yeah, and then like true. 94 95 is like a lot of real important yeah, shit yeah. kicked yeah. off biggie yeah. woo yeah, yeah, nas yeah, yeah. you know and then Absolutely. and we got 2015 now man you know what i'm saying and it was popping and look jerome baker the third played the soundtrack he had all the parties jumping from beginning of the year to the end of the year man so like before we even get into our opinions on this music that dropped i want to give y'all a little bit of background a little bit of information about who this brother is man and how this whole thing came to be and how this worked out man so look jerome i want you to tell your story man look where you from first of all um, man? i'm born and raised uh, in a city called Mesa, Arizona. So I'm from the suburbs of Arizona. Shout out to the Arizona crew Shout that listen. Cardinals, you feel me? I And, uh, I you know, Arizona basically in the 80s and 90s was a place that obviously there wasn't a lot of hip-hop coming out of. So mm -hmm. we looked toward all of the media to find out, you know, new music, what was popping. Mm -hmm. This is obviously in, like in the magazine generation, mm -hmm. pre-internet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, in Arizona, it's a very hot place. So, you know, growing up, my mother would be like, I'll drop you off at Tower Records. <laughs> and we would be in Tower Records for four or five hours. Stop it. Reading every magazine, reading every tape cover front to back. And this yeah, is not just hip hop. This is, this, is, this is every genre of music. You give us five hours of Taco Bell, the store, go to Taco Bell, come back, and finish off the afternoon at Tower Records. You know Sorry, I mean? you know? That developed my love for music of all genres. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, um, and so I fast forward. I graduated high school, went to Hampton University. Hey, the Almighty. You feel hey, me? look, look, look. The you Almighty. know this? It's no, a no, controversial no, no. subject. And listen, <laughs> my producer Dre Black, Howard alumni over here. The real issue. The boy listen. Jerome Baker. <laughs> look, y'all about to come in the blows here. Point, I don't increase the peace. At some point, that Hampton letter, <laughs> that acceptance letter, will get to your house, but. Nah. <laughs> Didn't happen. So. It just didn't happen. Nevertheless, I was, I was in Virginia at a very crucial time for Virginia music as well. Uh, the emergence of the Neptunes. And I, you figure I got to really? Virginia in 98. Okay. Their, one of their first commercial records was like Super Thug that came okay. out in 98. Right. Okay. So, I mean, they had, I think they had Looking at You before that, Mace Joint. So, when you were at Hampton, like, really, that was like when the Clips and the yeah, Neptunes I mean, started would, to blow? Yeah, I would see the Clips and the Neptunes in the parking lot of Hampton all the time. You know what I mean? Okay. So, then you just kind of had that whole emergence of just the clips and just mm -hmm. like music in general, Super Friends, yep. which is like Mad Skills and those oh, guys. Oh, right, right, like, right. You know yeah, I mean? don't and forget then, about them. Yeah. Absolutely. Excuse mm -hmm. me. So it just, and then the DJs down there are just amazing. Like DJ B, who's okay. still a friend of mine to this day, he's awesome. He's somebody that I look up to and been listening to since 98. So you always got um, love for the 757. Yeah, yeah, 7.5 is like, <laughs> put me a lot of games. So fast forward after that. Graduate college, moved to D.C. Boom. I'm buying records at a record store called Capital City, mm -hmm. which is on 11. It's on 11. Shout out to Steph. That's everybody me. who ran yeah. Capital City Records. That was a great uh, spot. Jeremy. Jeremy's like a yeah. master chef in New York now. And Ray, Stephanie's brother. And, okay. Um, so I met, I used to bump into a lot of kids in there. One being DJ Underdog, who, you know, one oh, thing around D.C. right now. Mm -hmm. Another Odyssey. Odyssey used to be there every Friday yeah. over, over mic and stuff like that. So just... Making those connections and meeting those people. Quartermain, who is my guy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, to this so you day, was plugged into the I mean, I, hip hop scene. But I was just very quiet. Like, I didn't yeah. know I didn't know a whole lot of people, but I was just like, I just knew who they were. You okay. know what I mean? So, um, fast forward. Uh, I started going to parties uh, in Adams Morgan. This is when Blue Room used to have a Thursday night that used to be like incredible. Hmm. Blue, Blue Room, Room is now Bourbon. Okay, okay, oh, okay. Hell yeah. 
Thursday nights used that. to be incredible over yeah. there. And then Chief Ike used to have a radio yes. on She on Mondays, right? Uh, I don't know. It was either Wednesdays or Thursdays. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, yeah. It was, let's get Orbit 122 and this other guy who I can't remember. I follow him on Twitter. But he was dope. Mm-hmm. Party was dope. And so that like set the precedent for what I thought that I wanted to hear in DC Nightlife. Okay. Come to find out, that's not what you hear at 1223 on a Wednesday. Oh, right. That's not what you hear at Republic Garden. That's no. not what you hear at Platinum on a Saturday. Nah. Uh, whatever whatever that was. H2K. H2O. Exactly. They used to beat us in the head with like the radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, they were broadcasting live on the radio. Exactly. On the radio. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ideally, this is all still shaping my sound and, you know, and my my like I've always still liked other music. I've been a like an ERD fan since day oh, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But I've also been like a you know like a Nirvana fan. Just like all, also like and I'm a huge Jamiroquai. I'm a huge Brandon. Yeah, yeah fan. you know what I'm talking about. Like I made mixes that, that are best. So you know what I mean. Feel. I like yeah. grooves. You know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, like grooves. Um, so how did you get into DJing? It like how did you? Oh, I've been I've been DJing since I was 16. Okay, so, so I mean, that was 1996. Wow, so this and, is high uh, school shit. Like you high school. Would you be there at parties? No, this was just me buying records, having okay. one turntable, and just <laughs> being like watching. Oh, I used to, I used to record uh, at level Dr. Dre. All right. So I would just record it, watch it back. Dr. Dre was a beast, though. But I would just watch the hand movement. Yeah. And I would, like, memorize that. You know, Quality's cap. Dr. Dre was nice on those yeah, tapes. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I wasn't like super scratch guy, but I was just party right. rocking. Like, right. It's a power thing. Exactly. You know I control a lot. Control the crowd. You control, know what I'm saying? I control the bar. I control the club. I control who goes home with each other. Facts. This yeah. is all stuff that I that control. That you do. These and are if, facts. I control who's coming back next week. This is real. If the DJ sucks this week, we're not going to come back next week. Right. You're right. So that's how you managed yeah. to keep this whole year rolling yeah, by not sure. sucking. You know what I'm saying? For I real. Don't suck, so. Not at all, man. <laughs> but, Whenever you come you know, to DC, make sure you at a Rock Creek social yeah, prime. No doubt, please do. For so, real. But you know, ideally it's just it, we're, we're, we're fueled by the music. I'm fueled, fueled by the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a hip hop fan at heart, you know, so like I trace certain songs and we all do have like memories mm-hmm. and they have they bring you back to a certain place mm-hmm. in time. And I think, you know, with two thousand fifteen it kind of showed that everybody had to put their, their best foot forward. Right. People you know had to I mean? step their game Everybody did. But, and everybody had to, I think probably with the exception of Kanye, you haven't had a year where you, like all everybody the Everybody came out. All the heavy hitters. Yeah, for I real. Mean, Dre. Anytime yeah. Dre drops, like. Like that's crazy. That's Dre maybe, dropped this maybe, year. Maybe Eminem didn't drop this year. Nah. I don't think. But I mean, you got to say like Eminem, Jay, Kanye, they're kind of in like a different stratosphere. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But everybody from a new school, and we're going to include Cole, because I think Cole True. came out. Cole definitely did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he sure did. And, and Cole wins to me because he's just doing it in his own accord. He makes his beats and he's rhyming over the You know, I like Cole as a person way more than I like his music. And I will agree with you 100%. You because know? to me, Cole is like kind of regular man rap. Yeah, it's like I don't always want regular man right. rap. Like, I know I can't pay my bills. I don't need you telling me you really? can't pay your bills. I don't want to hear any more like, about J. Cole's awkward sex life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, 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 bro. Yeah, come on, bro. Pull up. You know what I'm saying? I have that album, too, and I can't even, <laughs> I haven't given it this just due. Man. You can't really listen to yeah. that. It's not the thing that you really, really want right. to listen to. Right, right. But I do applaud what he's doing and his efforts and all of that. So, like, as a DJ, and now you're you're DJing. At, you started off DJing at 16 years old. Now you're in DC and you're DJ. Did you DJ in college and stuff like? Did you work no, no, parties no, in college? I, no, no, no. I still just just stay played the cut. Played the cut. You are a testament to playing the cut. Played the cut. You are a testament to and have we're playing the cut. Just, you I just you. kind of peep game and I said, okay, boom. You know, let me finish the school because 
Mm-hmm. I listen out of the country, culture shock. It's a whole bunch of stuff that true. just, you know. So I just, I knew what Came I Came from Arizona in the 757. Like, <laughs> what are these kids from Philly talking about? <coughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, exactly. You know, like, that was my first introduction to Go-Go, to Baltimore Club, oh, wow. to mm-hmm. Jersey Club. Okay. This is 1998. And y'all didn't hear that at all out there in Arizona, huh? We heard, we heard, I mean, we barely had a rap station. We didn't get a rap station until, like, 95. Wow. Right. So you basically grew up on like mainstream major releases. Like you didn't really get like in the no, 90s. No, no, I was a, I was extremely underground. Okay, you looked for that. I shit. I was a Boogie Monsters fan. Okay, like, oh man, uh, I was a Boogie Monsters fan, yo. So yeah, hey, let's not get started on the recognized thresholds of negative stress. stress. Yeah, 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 let's yeah, not yeah, get yeah, started yeah. on that. <laughs> channel, channel Live, like oh, like, channel then, like John Lennon, the yes, bum. I, but I was like Evans. the nuts, the bums. Like I'm a huge wow freestyle. You named all the posters yeah. that was on my wall yeah, like true. as a kid okay. but, we, but that, 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 that comes from sitting in Tower Records and mm-hmm. yeah. I could dig it you know what I'm saying like, I knew who I knew who uh, whoever the you know big and, and, and I and I liked big and all those guys too but uh-huh. you know what I'm saying like I just knew who like okay far side and then who else was a far side okay right you get into like, the hieroglyphics yeah, Hiro, and you get into Sophia yeah all those guys I was a big fan of another level who, yeah uh, a lot of people don't you know they're not familiar with who they were but they were like fly polo wearing kids from the west coast okay like, okay you didn't hear about that so interesting much, yeah know? I don't know another like, level I was another level got a couple joints okay you know, okay shit. but you know it just it just made it just made me like it's a fan of that music and then at the same time mm-hmm. we watched BT mm-hmm. BT put me on to Jamiroquai Okay. BT put me onto brand new heavy. Okay, this absolutely. Is heavy, this is when Donnie Simpson was doing interviews with them. Yes. And like I made a, be- a best of the brand new heavies mix. It's Donnie Simpson on there. Tight. On BT. Local legend, man. Shout out to Donnie Simpson. And it just goes to show you how far BT has come because this. I mean, we're three. Arizona's three hours behind BT. Right. So it would be three o'clock, four o'clock here. Mm-hmm. It's one in the afternoon there. Right. So this is our midday. It's 118. We can't. We can't go. 118, right. like for real, on for the real. thermometer. For real. <laughs> and so you can't. And then and there's like there's like uh, there's like warnings. Like they won't yeah. allow you to go outside. Damn. Like if your kids are outside. So Tower Records was cool with you sitting there being reading all the yeah, magazines because we weren't the only ones. And right. It, it was a it was a gigantic tower. Like I don't know if you ever been, if you ever went to the tower out in uh, Rockville. Mm, I don't know about huge, that one. I used to, my was tower was the one down at uh, Georgetown yeah, Park Mall. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that was my tower. Yeah. I met Red Man in there one, one time. With <laughs> uh, the one in towers, huge two stories, and so that's how mine was. So we would, I mean, you know, you sit down, you put four magazines next to you, uh huh, and you gone you for gone. a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, this is when Taco Bell had the 49, 59, 60. No nine. doubt. You know what I mean? And, we talk- and I'm aging myself, and I really don't care. That's <laughs> okay. Man, we've really been out care. here. We've been out here. Nevertheless, you know, it just it just speaks to like why this is such a great year in music because yeah. everybody. Um, did release projects. It kind of restored did. that feeling yeah, of absolutely. having a whole bunch of artists out and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff to pick from. Like, before we even delve into the, the list, because that's where we're going with this, all right? We're going to do a month-by-month rundown of all the top, the notable albums, the notable mixtapes, and these notable news stories, because a lot of bullshit happened in hip-hop this year, too. A lot of people got jammed up, you know, from me with his Twitter fingers getting loose to... Action Bronson acting all wild with the woo, which is something you don't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot right. of people jumped out there this year. So we're yeah, going to touch did. on they all did. of that. Yeah, but, like, I really want you to talk, and I want you to give the people, the Black Broadway audience, the background on your 
vibe in these parties or how you got to be the guy who kills all the parties. <laughs> like, how did you become that guy? Um, like, how did it happen? I just, uh, so basically, I think we kind of left off. Um, there's a club called Recess that opened in, right. in like 2009, I think. Okay. And so I, I saw that their vision was we want to bring in kind of like a very high-end clientele, play good music. So I, I was like, I figured that I can fit that bill. Uh-huh. Um, what happened was that we approached them in 2010, myself and uh, a friend of the founding member of the Rock, Rock Creek Social, Social Club. Club. If you just don't know, right. go back and listen. <laughs> so we Told we you. approached them and it was like, yo, you know, you guys, um, you guys don't have the young kids in here. You don't have like mm-hmm. the kids that are like skating mixed with the kids that are stopping in Commonwealth mm-hmm. mixed with. The kids hanging out on U Street. You know, Who's going to be the next wave? You right. saw him coming. You knew that that was going right. to be the and next wave. And I was a wave. part of it. You, know you are, yeah. So they allowed me to start Rock Creek Social Club. We did our first Tuesday night parties in there for uh, two years, two and a half years. Yep. What was that, like 09? It was 2010. 2010, okay. 2010, So it, it basically hit us. It, we basically just hit, like, it opened up the club eyes on me. Uh-huh. They saw me rocking Tuesdays. Uh-huh. Then I started rocking Fridays at recess. Okay. And then I would play Wednesday at Josephine. And I would play yeah. Sunday at Casey. Well, those were good times. Those Wednesdays I mean, at Josephine. All, you know, this is all just like, you know, it's all kind of whatever stuff. But yeah, cutting your teeth, though. Yeah, but exactly. Just, yeah. just running my rep around the city uh-huh. and then just spreading my my sort of like vibe. You know, and this is pre- Music hall, which is how would you describe your vibe? Because now there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of venues, and even just the entire movement is shifted towards what you kind of started out doing. Yeah, so like, how would you describe it? Like, instead of letting somebody else define it, I mean, I just think that it's 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 varied, it's it's consistent reminder of those BT brand new heavies. Nice, like I said, if I'm if if I'm playing Toro anymore, it's because I remember Jamiroquai. Bam. Like, that is the You have to be able to draw the parallel. Yep. And like a lot of people don't, they don't do that or they don't, like, I feel like it's a big thing within this younger generation to not like regard the older artists that, that kind of paved the way it for them. Like, it yeah. seems like that's becoming more popular. Yeah, it's like you don't, you want to act like you're the first motherfucker that did this. Like, come that on, seems bro. That just a little too commonplace now. Yeah, it's you know? nice. And it's like, unfortunately, it's going to take, you know, either them getting smacked in the face <laughs> really? or it's going to take somebody kind of doing that to them. Mm-hmm. To be like, yo, like, hold up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I think it'll probably be the latter. And it's, it's, just, happen. It's, yeah. it's, it's just disrespectful on so many levels because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to know your history. You do. It's not history's going to repeat itself. It, you exactly. Know, it all, it all just like that. these artists have been deposed, like, right. you will soon be deposed. Yeah, you absolutely. will soon get knocked out. I mean, your, your generation is going to go up and change, and, and that's what's happening with us. I mean, right. I love Ghostface, but, like, dog, you know, you can't rhyme about the same things that you rhyme about. You just can't. Yeah. Because, one, I just don't believe you anymore. Right. So the appeal's different. Exactly. Right. And, and, to like you know, we all grow up, we all change. You exactly. Know I mean? So it's just kind of like, and and that's no knock on Ghost. Mm-mm. That's just an example of saying everybody has to change and grow. Yeah. Time, and I think mean? Ghost has oh. grown and changed. Yeah. Like you know, when he did Ghost <laughs> Dini, I was like, this the shit I want to hear from Ghost. But when Ghost did Ford, when Ghost did Nutmeg, and we used to we used to sit in the dorm room, and he had a the I think the show was the TV show was the box. Uh huh. So we got the box in our dorm room. Uh huh. Commercial for Supreme Clientele was Ghost. Best Ghost Face was talking out. over. He was talking over the Nutmeg beat. And me and my man, would just, we recorded it. You just had to rewind that. It was six seconds. <laughs> and you just listened to that. Right. Doo, 
that's not talking about it. We're still like, that's crazy, son. I'm totally with you, yo. It's like, and and like that's why I think that I really felt the need to do this year in music run there because. This year did really restore the feeling. I saw a lot of people, even though it's different now, you get your music differently. Right. Like, you don't go to the record store to get it. You know what I'm saying? You go through digital outlets, and you got Apple Music, all these streaming services. But I remember the excitement when I heard the first single from um, Only Built for Cuban Lakes, when I heard Criminology and Glaciers of Ice, and I bought that record. Right. I, I remember the excitement. And it's like the same thing was kind of happening this year with, like, dudes dropping mixtapes. And like just building that little buzz, and then you would hear that album, and it would disappoint. It would actually come and deliver. You know what I'm saying? So like this 2015 year in music, it's something worth discussing for real. It's going, and I think for years to come, it's going to be something worth discussing. So like, why not talk about it with the city's most lit DJ? You 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 know the joints. You know the joints. You know the joints that was having butts moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. But, you know, like I said, I just try to be a little bit discerning. Yeah. And I try to inject my flavor. And True. I forever try to, you know, I, I feel like I've had good taste growing up. And my parents really True. forced me to listen to a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. there are things that I miss that are popular. that are, Because I don't listen to the radio. I don't drive. Right. You know what I mean? So for right. me, it's going that extra mile saying, okay, right. let me go to the clubs and hear what's rocking. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? Because, and not everything... Translates all the time. It doesn't. I mean? so. And I'm going to tell you, like, it's, it's funny because, like, you know, I hang out at a lot of Rock Creek social parties and Jerome and school, obviously they fam. So I find myself in the DJ booth and I'm just like <laughs> that guy that's watching the Serato. And I'm just looking like, oh shit, that's what's up next. Oh shit, where did he get that? How, you know what I'm saying? So Jay got like crates, man. This man is the, the senator of the Serato, man, for real, you know. This man got it popping. So, like, I know I need you to, like, I'm gonna run down these this these albums and these right. notable releases like yeah, month for sure. month, but there's some stuff that I know I missed because okay. you know I don't have that same kind of ear. So I want you to let me know if you can recall or if you yeah, can, yeah, for sure. you know, remember like what had the club rocking, man. And like I said, we're gonna go from year to year. We, we're gonna go from the top of the year on down. We're gonna start at the beginning of the year 2015, which was really a good year for it that. Really you know was. what I'm saying? Hey, look, we're gonna start right here. Ray Shemur came out. Now, those kids came and rocked last year, right? They did all that No Flex Zone and all of that 2014. Right. And, like, you know, I was thinking that they was going to be a novelty act. I did, that, too. That Shrimp Life came out, and really people gravitated towards that in a way that I didn't even expect. I right? didn't expect You know what I'm saying? That turned up. I didn't even expect the album to be that, you know what I mean? Like, it was just different. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it, it was, was an enjoyable project. So, Ray Shemur came out. That's January. DMX came out in January with Redemption of the Beast. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can't sit here and lie and say that I listened to a DMX album in 2015, but I was just, I was just happy that, that, that the dog out. was out. I was happy that the dog was doing something. Well, I think, I think we have to like, you know, we have to look at everything in the context, and we have to also hold the artist responsible. Yeah, you know, like for me, there's something that happens when rappers get to a certain age, it seems like. Maybe the budgets get smaller, so sometimes mm-hmm. the quality of the music doesn't sound as good. Right. Not right. everybody can afford a Just Blaze DVD, right. and, I'm, and I'm literally starting to see that. Like you, know, you look at certain artists, they only get one Just Blaze beat. Right. Know what I mean? right. And, the and budget that ain't that open. Song, the budget was not open. Like, You're right. You know I mean? Oh man, we're gonna get into that. That's later in the year. Yeah, that's later. Woo. You know, that's we're gonna get into that. Cause I, example. Hey, look, I, I'm telling you, I'm dropping them. I tell you, uh, before we get out of January, who else came out? 
Joey Badass came out in January, and that's a big movement amongst like younger people, like you know, what I'm saying people that's younger than me. They love that Joey Badass, and I'm like, that's dope because I think that he's trying to like reach for that nostalgia, and I and I appreciate that about him. But I'm not gonna lie, it's, it just don't do it for me because you know. It's like, it's not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you ain't Mike Geronimo, B. Yeah. Like, no matter how hard you try, <laughs> you're not Mike Geronimo. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. We listen to Mike Geronimo today. What? Hey, Master, yeah, I wherever, see. Wherever, wherever you at, the remix. Oh, man, wherever you at. Yo, you was in the crazy today. I see you was yeah, prepping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you was prepping, yo. Um, so you said, you said uh, January? January, yeah. So January was Wale? January, no, January wasn't Wale. The single came out, though, in January, I, I believe. I have the album. Oh, you got the album in January? January 5th. Ooh, you jumped out there. It came out officially in March, according to the RIA. But yeah, man, you might have been jumped Maybe out there. Maybe it was a mixtape. It was the mixtape. It was the oh, mixtape. Okay. Exactly. Okay. It was the mixtape. What yeah. How do you feel about D'Angelo? D'Angelo was the... Now, when did D'Angelo come out? Because I, I, th- I thought that, that, that was last year. year. End of last, last year. year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was November. But that, to me, I wanted to put that as my number one R&B album. At the end of this whole episode, we're going to do some controversial lists. You guys can fight us, hate us in the streets, whatever. We're going to tell you how your favorite album wasn't really that good. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? What? Oh, one of my top albums of the year also came out in January. Lupe Fiasco, Testudo, and You. I'm telling you that's a great album, y'all. Very good. Very good. Very good album. And it dropped in January to not much avail because, because Lupe Fiasco is kind of an asshole. But, you know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you would hope that we're able to live in a society where you see as an artist, yeah. you're just separated. Exactly. Yeah. But we don't live in that. People want, we don't. People want, people want the album to be an extension of the artist's personality. Person- and that's yeah. just not and real that, life. Not, that's not, that's not, not true, It's not fair. You know what I'm saying? It's not. You know what I'm saying? So, him being an asshole shouldn't affect your appreciation of his music. Right. You know he's a mean? rapping motherfucker, man. He's dumb nice. On Jeez, him. I don't know too many people nicer than him. No. I mean, well, I think there's two things that say that. One, I think the bar is super low. Yeah, that's that's true. How we feel. Whew. And two, I mean, I can't lie. There's some nostalgia involved. It is. Discuss Lupe because I'm, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, me too. We all yeah, love. Definitely. I mean, the cool is a masterpiece. Right, right. Oh, yeah. is well, a masterpiece. On, you know right. what I'm saying? So, so we have to kind of separate Who'd that. But I think we're able to. I think the nostalgia plays less of a part. Than it does with the bar just being so low because that's a good it's point. Tough, it's tough to find. That's a good point. Guys that are going to be now. Do you play right now. like as a as a as a club DJ? Do you play that lyrical rap? Like, does it get does it get any play? Like, it gets it gets very little appreciation. None. So yeah. Story. Because I have to look at who I'm playing for at the time of night. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. not everybody. You're right after five Jamesons, I might not want to hear Lupe either. I mean, you just yeah, you know you, you I. After five, I need to see what's going to make her move. Exactly. Right. That's my that's main concern. Her, you know yes. what I mean? But that's after five. That's after five. The You're first right. two, you know, I, I can hear some lit. Yeah, I'm yeah, bobbing yeah, my yeah. head. I'm right. still listening to you words. Know, and, and, and we're going to jump the gun significantly, but like the pusher. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Early in the night, I'll give you a lot of the pusher. Right. You know but late at night, the evening, that's I not going to do it. I don't like pusher. Right. You know right. That's because what you got to give us. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, cause But that's also on the DJ and that's also on the music person. It's like you have to find ways to appreciate Mm-hmm. Everything so that you're able to and give people a chance to hear stuff. You know? You're right. You gotta give people a chance to like enjoy what they you know they enjoy the music. Absolutely. Like like we like to analyze the music, and that's right. why we have a show where we can talk about what yeah, we sure. analyze. But like sure. the enjoyment is really the key. Oh yeah, of course. And when I talk about enjoyment too, you gotta talk about mixtapes. 
people make mixtapes for enjoyment. Okay. Like mixtapes aren't really made to be analyzed and so on and so forth. Right. Like right. in my opinion, right. I wouldn't waste my time rating or reviewing someone's mixtape. That's mm-hmm. a project that you put out for people to obviously enjoy. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's to build your buzz, to build your brand. I get it. So in January, also got Yo Gotti. I don't know if DMs came out in January. No, no, no. DMs was uh, later. Later in the year. Yeah, okay, yeah. but Yo Gotti dropped the joint in January. Two Chains dropped the joint in January before Trapper Valley Trail. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was like an early joint. Yeah. And um, Lil Wayne came out with a mixtape in January. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, this Lil Wayne career is taking some real strange turns, man. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's, we don't know what's dis- going it's on here. It's a little disheartening. It's a little disheartening. And also, sure where, at yeah, that yeah. time, Lil Wayne in January filed that lawsuit. That yeah, also happened. Money. Yeah, against yeah. Cash Money. So it was kind of like all of that was going on. Maybe he thought he was coming out with an album, but then, you know, he might have just been fed up with Baby. That was a real weird chapter. January got weird on us, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, yo, and one of the big things that happened smart. in January, man, that I will not neglect to mention on this show, man, ASAP Yams passed away, man. And that was sad for me because I... I mean, ASAP Yams was one of the really original reasons that I paid attention to the ASAP mob. I followed him on Twitter before I was even into, like, the whole ASAP mob thing like that. I was just following a homie on Twitter because he used to say mad funny shit. And, like, he was just a real dude. Like, I was, he was, and it makes sense that he was, like, the creative director of all of that. You know what I'm saying? And he passed away off that codeine. And, you know, I just fucked a lot of people up, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Got to pay attention, man. For real, be like you careful, can't. Got to be more careful, man. Be bro. more careful, yo. For real, yeah, man. Yeah. So that was like January. That was the top of the year, 2015, when we got it kicked off, man. And then in February, for real, February is when the game got fucked up. Like, like not fucked up in a bad way, in a, in a real way. That's when the game got switched. February, Drake came through with the "If you're reading this, it's too late." That was so. Well, hold on, let's before we do before we do that. Okay. When was Big Sean? Big Sean was February too. So that's on my we, we top can't we list. can't if we do Drake that's that's gonna just that, yeah. that's gonna cover the whole one. You're right. The Big Sean record Big Sean was crazy. good. Yeah. One of my best. One, one of my top too. records. It was a good record. One of my top records. I don't give did. Sean the lyrical credit that a lot of people do because I don't. I personally don't feel he had like, crazy crazy. Bars. This album I felt that way. Yeah, I do too. I, this is where we're gonna disagree, guys. Okay, all right. Just because I don't feel like maybe it's the way he enunciates. Whatever the case, I'm just like nah. You don't like that? I love it when Sean gets in today. But he made a lot of great songs that album. He did. It had great music. He had good production. I mean, Mike Will made it, Kanye. I mean, like the first seven or eight songs are all really good songs. So I'm not knocking the quality of his music. I'm just saying, like, right. Sometimes lyrically, I'm like, I'm gonna say this. This album made me pay attention to Big Sean. This album made me like Big Sean. Me too, because I mean, you gotta think he came off a dud. Yes, yeah, I wasn't here for it at yeah, all. Like, what was that? I don't even remember what came off of that album. You know what uh, I'm saying? Here's on Janae Aiko. Beware. No, no. Yeah, 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 that song that was terrible. But that was like, but that was like the first single. Should have been the third single. Yeah, you know I, mean? I didn't like, like that at all. But nevertheless, Big Sean was good. But we have DSP to was dope. But yeah. we got to get back. And if you're reading, this is too late. It was supposed to be a mixtape. That was an album. That was an album, man. You, do you feel like? Well, yeah, but do you feel like? Okay, now this is a debate that we can have too. Do you feel like if you're reading this, it's too late? Is a cohesive album. Some people, a lot of people, feel like it still sounds like a mixtape, even though it's an album. A lot of people feel like it still sounds like a mixtape. Nah, I believe it's a. I believe it's a. You believe it's a, a cohesive project. 
I don't know. I, Produ- I feel production's like, original. Yeah, it um, is. The concepts are original. Yeah. The, we discussed that the lyrics are original. So, you know, yeah, hey, hey, hey. But, you know. Hey, look, Quentin Miller, man, he, he just contributed. I want to say Drake was more responsible for that. I want to say Drake was, like, more wholly responsible for that whole entire album. That's really what I think about I think, that. I think we'll never know. I, you don't think we'll know, y'all? I think Quentin Miller is under a strong NDA. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's under a very strong like, non-disclosure agreement. Like, it, like, it was, like, 15000 a month. And then he got bumped up to like 50000 a month. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's how much he was over Tatum, bro? Yeah. It started at five, and before it, like, it hit, this is what I was told. So, yeah. What? I've heard he got bumped up. I mean, because think about it. He, create, he contributed like hits. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I have the, I only Dude, have one of those references. What songs is he, what songs is he um mentioned on? What songs is he like really reference? Is, is he the reference credited I have, for? Oh, I don't know. I don't have uh mm-hmm. I got my albums where I got my Okay, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Yo, we don't have ladder notes anymore. Yeah, 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 ladder yeah, notes but, are very um, much so a thing of the past. I yeah? think he, I, I have the Tim Bands reference track, and I mean, you know, that is. That's the song. It's pretty much the, it's the, the song, the, huh? The first verse is like, damn, they're working. Yeesh. I mean, it's, it's 85%. Really? Early 90s. Yeah. Yo, you know I never listened to those reference tracks. I'll, I actually, I'll, I'll play it for you guys before I get out of here. Okay, it's, yeah, I got to hear this. You're like, Damn, man! I didn't. I wanted to believe even the flow and everything. Everything. I'm gonna tell you because I want to believe that Drake's whole rap style and all his raps are so intensely personal that it's really difficult for a ghostwriter to be the one that's responsible for making all of these things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just think that they they have a they have a chemistry though. They have a bond. They probably do. So at this point, if they have that, mm-hmm. then you can just say, "Hey, I know this guy. I know his feelings. I know what he's right. thinking like." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, if I see him at a Laker game, I'm gonna text him. Go, like, who you sitting next to? Yeah, and blah, blah. right. And I'm gonna come and back you're gonna and reference that. that. Exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. You just come up with something yeah, so clever true. and you know ill. What? You know what I mean? And, and I never really stopped to think about how the process of ghostwriting a record goes. But you're right. That that would be it. You have to learn the artist that you're writing for. You know what I'm saying? Like the intimate details to make it as believable as it's possible. possible. Especially when you're dealing life. with the level that he's at. Yes. You're not, yeah. you're not mm-hmm. necessarily ghostwriting for Puff. Right, yeah, like, you could say you, anything. Right, you're kind of ghostwriting for the top dude out. So True. it's like, we got to have a bond, bro. We got to know what's going on. You know what I mean? And so if we do... So, no, so man. you're on the ghost. So you're on the ghostwriting train. You're, you're, you feel like Ghost has, Drake like has a ghostwriter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay, because so. this is the last thing we'll say. This is the last thing we'll say. <laughs> okay. If you look up the song, what is it, Rap and Forte? The uh, uh, Rapid Forte song. Rapid Forte song. Rapid mm. um, Players, no. Is it Players Club? Club? That's that's Rapid it, Forte's back, joint. Yeah. That's my joint. Me and my homies do a lot. But right. that, that Rapid okay. Forte song, so yeah. Then, yeah, if you look at that, there's one of the Drake, one of the Drake songs where it's like word for word. Wow. And he took the Forte flow and, and, and just ran with it. Into his own thing. But see, yeah. talented and artistic people can do stuff like that because they think that people may not really be hip to 
that type of information. Right. He so talked can, about that. You know, what I'm saying? Right. so they can borrow from, like right. how you yeah. say, like your your extensive musical yeah. catalog. Like you could probably take something if you really wanted to, and people have no idea where that came from, mm-hmm. and you can run with it. And right. I think that's what Drake does a lot of times. And, see, and, and that works if you're on a mass level uh, because exactly. they're not paying yeah. attention to some of the minute details. Exactly. Right. But obviously, I pay attention to the minute. You're details, a DJ. So, you have to. And <laughs> that song is amazing. Yeah. So, like, okay, the, right. The, the like four, bottom the four, line, the Forte, the Forte <laughs> song was like a classic growing up. So you can't just come in and do that. You're right, and and that's like like again when we talk about people not paying homage, man. Right. You know, what I'm saying you got to pay right, homage right, right. to so, you got to respect the architects. But guys. In terms of February, that's the guy. Yeah, but that yeah February was Drake was the guy. But to be honest with you, I'm 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 with Dark Sky Paradise. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Big Sean's album really made my February. Like that okay. album, like was, I was, was knocking the one that every day. I was knocking it every day too. <laughs> I was knocking Dark Sky Paradise every day. But here's the difference: I still play. If you're reading this, it's too late. A lot. I mean, I listen to Lex. I still play songs. Like you still yeah. last night at the party. You killed yeah, a yeah, couple yeah, of joints yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running through the six with my woes. Crazy. That's 2015 yeah, that was, yeah, that in a nutshell. Yeah. I that's, mean, and that and that just goes to show the the, the power. Of what he's able to yeah. do. Yeah. You know Drake's pop thing. culture impact is just unparalleled. Yeah. It's, you're right. It's top top guy right now. You know, yeah. In terms of that. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that that was the best project of the year. And right now, it we're saying that it wasn't even the best project of the month. No. Yeah. I, I'm so, going to go ahead and go with that. I don't. So, I won't say it made my, you know, I won't say it's really in my top five. It's definitely in my top ten. But I don't think it really made my top five. Gotcha. Like, and also during that month. Of mixtapes, um, you know, Drake was slated to be a mixtape, so right. they put him on that list. Right. But um, Juicy J, who is like, Juicy J, peace the Lord, yo, and Franco, yo, peace, y'all, peace, peace, peace. <laughs> yeah. So, man, Drake came out with his, his mixtape, but Juicy J, who was like the rap version of Benjamin Button, like, this man been rocking since the 90s, and he's only getting more crunk as he gets older. Yes. <laughs> he dropped. Young Buck and Who Kid drop, which is like, you know, 50 tried to get the band back together a little <laughs> right, bit. That, right. was, that was a thing. I don't know. I wasn't really with that. Pee Wee Longway, who had the streets on Smash. Like, I wouldn't say up here so much, but like further down yeah, south. Yeah. Like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. They, they love that because he's an Atlanta dude. They live for Pee Wee Longway. He all right with me, but you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not, tra- I'm not that trapped out. Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't have my double cup with me every day. That's so, definitely a double cup rapper. That's a double cup guy. You know, no, what not, I'm no saying? knock on double cup. No rappers, knock on double man. cup culture. You guys party on, do your thing, man. But Pee Wee Longway definitely represented for the double cup culture this year. You want to pull up one? Yeah, all day. Hey, listen, we got a fifth of uh, up, our favorite it. Irish whiskey in here, and we so we're not saying names. We're not saying names because they cut the check. Cut they cut y'all checks though. So you want if you want to shout them out, you can. Nope. <laughs> I, I, represent, nope. I represent me, myself, and I right now. Real talk. That's right. Yes. Yo, Jerome had been dying to come more, man. I've been dying to have it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can we really represent, man. We might, we might go two weeks in a row. We, we might have to. Because I was really thinking about that, how we could make this a two part thing, man. Because the year of music is real, I man. Think we should. I think we should too, man, for real. So like <laughs> so let's go ahead and go, move into March then. Cause oh, there's a couple other things that happened in February that I do want to talk about. They're not good. 
Chris Brown and Tiger came out with maybe the worst album of the year. <laughs> <coughs> Arguably. No, no. The worst album of the year is Tiger's album by himself. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Tiger so, is that, definitely, yeah. he's definitely fighting for worst of 2015 yeah, on yeah. a lot of different levels. I don't understand how he's still out here. I don't either. Like, he, his parents must really have money. Like, And the thing about it, though, man, the quality of the man's music is just is going down, you know? Like, drastically. If you look at Rack City, you know, right. that, if you look at even when he had Faded. Right. That was a jam. What's like, Faded's a jam? I'm not even going to sit here in front of Faded. You know, a lot, I think what you can see with, mm-hmm. um, with Tiger, he caught mustard early. He did catch mustard and early. I think he caught mustard early and cheap. Right. So, you know, that was mustard back then might have been 5, 10K a beat. Right. I've heard he's up where, uh, upwards of 120 right now. Exactly. Like, now mustard is a jam. I don't got no budget for a $120,000 song. <laughs> really? Tiger, he, Tiger doesn't have Mustard's budget anymore, and that's, you know, that's I guess that's good for Mustard, and I, maybe bad for Tiger at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Like it's just a, it's just a weird kind of little set of happenstance to find yourself in. But like I said, one of the worst projects of the year was Fan of a Fan, and then Chief Keith is still out here trying to give us work and. I worry about Chief Keith, man. Like, I just want him to, like, make smart decisions with his money and, you know, do something positive. What do you positive. think of Chief Keith as a, like, an MC? Do you guys take him seriously or, like, what? Nah. Uh, I definitely don't. No. Take him seriously. Okay. Somebody. As I, as I look through the lines to make sure he's not outside. Make sure he's not outside with the yapper, right? Make sure him and uh, Santana. I don't, need, I don't need little Reese to Hey, look, up, that's man. a scary sight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. I read something a little while ago about Chief Keith. They was talking about Chief Keith. They was like, yo, it's kind of fucked up that people are exploiting Chief Keith because. I'm pretty sure he's autistic. And I'm oh, like, oh man. my God. Yo. He popped up on somebody's album like first and shit. Yeah, he did. Uh, no, on Travis Joint. That's what it was. On Travis Joint. Caught a body on Nightcrawler, though. Caught a body on Nightcrawler. You know, not literally, though, yo. No, you no, stop no, the violence, no, Chicago. No, Chill out, Chicago. Jeez. But at the same time, Chief Keith did get busy on that joint. That's yeah, another one of my yeah, favorites yeah, from this year. But we're going to get there. So, like, February. What was that? We, did I talk about the mixtapes in February? Mixtapes February. Yeah, I got the yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, I can't forget, Gucci did come out in February. You're going to be hearing that a lot during the course of this podcast. But yeah, Gucci came out in February. And Young Dolph came out in February, too. Young Dolph had the trap jumping. Zay got the motherfucking, got the motherfucking bass, bass jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For Dolph, real. Dolph is dope. Dolph is dope, man. Yeah. I went and seen Dolph this year at uh, the Howard Theater. It was every bit as ratchet as you would think it oh, was. Yeah? Every bit. Oh, man. Every bit, bro. We were in that joint. <laughs> I could fool, son. Like, oh, I had to smoke like four or five splits in there. Like, it was disgusting. Like, the whole hood was there. The whole yeah. hood was there, Jay. Yeah. Like, it's the opposite of a Rock Creek social park. Mm. Literally. There's a lot of full pots in the it's building. Enough. A lot of Helly Handsome jackets and full pots. Welcome to DC. It's enough, it's, enough, it's enough for everybody. Yeah. It is. Everybody got to have their outlet. So I, I, don't, I don't knock nobody at all, man. So that was February, man. In a nutshell, what happened? Any, was there any news in February? We got a story? Anything crazy happened? Oh, yo, shout out to the Bay. The jacket died, man. Yeah. If you ain't up on your underground Oakland, uh, Bay Area hip-hop, man, the jacket was that guy, man. Died in, in February or February 2nd. Um, Charles Hamilton, who was a guy I really liked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At some, on some level. I Brooklyn like Charles Hamilton. Brooklyn Girls, dope record. Yeah. Great record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That thing he did on um, that Khalees Get Along With You yeah. beat. 
That's one yeah, of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, mine's like I love that song. Right? Yeah. I love that song. So I like Charles Hamilton, and he kind of tried to get back into the game in February. It ain't really work out, you know what I'm saying? It ain't really work out the way I thought it would. But, you know, that's February for you. So March, man. March was a good month, too. March started off with a bang. Freddie Gibbs came through with that pronto. If you're not a Gangsta Gibbs fan, I am, man. I mean, I didn't like that whole beef with him and Jeezy. But I think Freddie Gibbs is a talented rapper. Definitely. I think he's a really talented rapper. It's just because he's from the hood and he's... He's southern. Well, he's not even southern. He's from Indianapolis. Yeah, he's right. yeah, he from yeah. Indy. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He, 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 it's real gangster shit. Gangster heart. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. You know what I'm um, saying? He don't get the props he deserves. I love, I hope it was Christine. Was it Pinata Records? Pinata was nuts. Pinata Records. I'm a Mad fan, though, because I'm a Dilla fan. Nuts. And just Gibbs's ability to, you know, rhyme over like. To Mad Lib. Yeah, Beats was. His shit was just like, it was a perfect match. It really was. Pronto was cool, man. I didn't, I didn't dig it because I, it was kind of what I expected from him. Yeah, and that yeah. and uh, uh, that opened me back up to mm-hmm. him. So at the time, I mean, I was just like, all right, it's cool, it's Gibbs, like it's whatever. Yeah, but, it's Gangsta Gibbs, man. Right, you got to be here for Gangsta Gibbs. If I, you're I'm, not, I'm here for just like that, <coughs> that match. Yes, that, that, you know I agree. Like, it is always refreshing to hear right. like some really hard shit. Over some avant-garde production, yeah, over some Swedish folk music. Exactly, it's always refreshing. Drums and, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, Madlib's a master. Madlib is that really guy, man. Madlib is definitely somebody. If you're not up on, you need to make it your point to check up in. Um, Earl Sweatshirt came through with that. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. That's my favorite album title of the year. And like Sorry. you said, that 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 definitely <laughs> set the tone for the it record. It does. It you makes know. you want to go pull all the blinds closed yeah. and sit on your bed and be a real herb. Lyrical. Right? Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just be a real rap nerd. Lyrical like, miracle. Yeah, you want to be a rap nerd? Be a rap nerd, dude. I, I love rap nerds. I used to be a rap nerd, but it was different, you know, when I was growing up being a rap nerd. Like, yeah. we, we wore Timberlands and backpacks and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, everything I wore came out of the source. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all my, <laughs> my whole wardrobe came out of the, out the back of the source. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was that kind of hip-hop nerd. But, like, this new age, like the Earl Sweatshirt kids, the Odd Future kids, they're like doing it differently, and I, I respect it. I think my best album of March, though, for real, was um, Mr. Wonderful, Action Bronson. That was a good album, man. You know what I'm saying? It was a good album. I gave, I, I, I listened to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was. That's it. That's as far as you want to go. Yeah, I'm not a huge Bronson fan. I like his cooking show. That's interesting. Am I alone in this room as the Bronson fan? Yes. Wow. I'm not a fan at all. Okay. Wow. Wow. You know what? One day. Okay, I got a little side story. One day, I'm on the I'm on um, Spotify. As you know, I didn't know Spotify is a lot like social networks. Like right. people follow you, yeah, and, you yeah, know, they yeah, see yeah. your activity, right? Everything is social network now. Exactly. Right. So I'm on Spotify and I'm listening to Action Bronson. I swear, my man from New York called me and was like, "My nigga, you listening to Action Bronson? It was <laughs> really good with you. I'll fuck with that ghost face biting ass <laughs> nigga." I was like, "God damn, bro!" <laughs> Like, I can't even listen to shit on Spotify. I said, I can't even listen to shit on Spotify without y'all checking in on me. I think that's what I can't get past, though. Similarity, but like it's like he's with like, him and Ghost, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and shit got a little funky out there too, you know, because he kind of jumped out the face. Like a video. Oh, it was response. great. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great. No, it was what happened was ESPN jumped Action Bronson out there. He said something. They asked him a question about Ghostface, and he was like, 
yeah, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I might sound like him a little bit, but I don't feel like I sound like because he's like washed up or something, something to that effect. And it was like, my dude, I, I cringed when I heard it because yeah. I was like, there's going to be problems. Oh, yeah. There will be consequences and repercussions. You can't, you can't go at, you can't go at, you know what I mean? So you, you know how many niggas in the Wu-Tang Clan? Right. And no. It's ghost no one does. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what he's going to do. You know exactly. I mean? He's still unpredictable, man. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Dennis Cole, man. You're a real life <laughs> rap hero, So son. I think, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Bronson is just. Uh, but I do like Bronson. I just think he's clever. I think he's good at it. You know what I'm saying? Even though it is an imitation, I just right. think he's good at it. I think you know it's what I'm saying? Little, I think it's a little hipster rap. You know, it is. Oh, the hipsters live it's for It's for it. journalists and yeah. for kids that, you know. Yeah. In Williamsburg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that Williamsburg rap. You know what I mean? Like, no knock. Yeah. No knock. I mean, those are dope places. Those are great places. Out, those are great adult playgrounds. <laughs> I think you know it's also, there's also a demographic, you know, I think racially that kind of like culturally is just, it's kind of like, you know, you just can't, there's no relation to what he's saying at some point. You know sure, I mean? indeed. Like, with Ghost, he could have spit some nonsense, but he had such a history, you know, it was like 10 years deep. Right. Bronson jumped in the game, you just rhyming about random shit. You're right. Bro, like, oh, wow. You man. guys might have really just turned me around. I'm not, I'm not trying to turn you off. <laughs> no, you guys really are turning my finger right I'm now. Give you my Because I never really thought about it that way. Like, Bronson shit is random. Yeah. Ghostface shit is not. Yeah. Like, Ghostface, when he's rhyming about clocks with the dot, he really did that yeah, shit. Yeah. He really lived that I shit. Mean, like, blowing cream. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, yeah. But, but kill him this summer. Yeah. I had crazy visions, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real life. Like, Bronson is just kind of being whimsical and creative. Right. And, not, and there's, you know? the, the, the catalog and the backstory doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Facts, facts. Know. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, yo, I don't know, man. These guys might have turned me against the old Bronson, <laughs> man. Right. We're going to keep March going strong. Right. Yeah. Keep March going. So, like, in March, also, I mean, this happened, and I don't know why it happened. I'm still seeking an explanation, but it happened. Ludacris came out with Ludiversal. I don't think, I don't, did you go back and listen to that, Joy? I did. did. Did you ever check it out, Jay? I listened to it one time. And that was the person yeah. that used to, I bought every Luda album wow. back, you know, when Luda was, yeah, you know, wow. yeah. I, was I mean, but if we're honest with ourselves, Luda has been putting out music since, what, 2001? Maybe, yeah, I'm going to go earlier than that, like 99, maybe? maybe. <laughs> If if it takes you, you know, 15 plus years to catch a significant dud, that's a successful career. But see, okay, now I'm going to be alone in this room again. I never liked Ludacris. I never listened to a whole Ludacris album. I I don't own any of them. Oh, I could not. I could could not. (laughs) To me, he was always making up for for. Poor, like lyrical, yeah, with just the hood, with the funny hood. shit. I feel like, but his shit is, man. If you listen to his shit, he he be saying some some funny, interesting. See, stuff. Luda's funny, but I feel like Luda is not. Luda's trying to be Redman, and Redman is the original funny rapper to me. Like nobody's funnier than Redman on record, I, I, in yeah. my opinion. And I don't even think Red's funny. I think Red is. Dope. Yeah, yeah right, like bar, right. Like right. it's not about him being funny. Right. It's about him being stupid, nice, yeah, and yeah. actually being able to be funny inside of yeah, that. Right, right. Like, <clears throat> and I feel like that's what Luda was trying to do, yeah. and it just didn't. It never, market. yeah, it never connected it for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's just what that's me and Ludacris. So Ludaverse will happen. Trash. Like, 
It wouldn't say yeah. it's trash. We're just going to say it's trash, all right? Yeah. And, you know, if the DTP crew wants to see me, you know, I'm on the app. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yo, so Universal happened. And then here's the, here's the one. That's gonna be a controversial one, all right? And I'm gonna say some shit. The album about nothing happened, all right? Wale, which let me say, let me preface this by saying, is easily far and away Wale's best project. Does that mean I like it? No. All right, and that's where I'm at. Like <laughs> no, for real. I'm sorry. It's Wale's best work. I really feel like this time around, he had a cohesive theme. Right. Mm-hmm. He stuck to it. Absolutely. There was not a lot of filler in the sense no, that, like, yeah. all the songs, like, needed to be on the album. Of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really a great fan of what Wale does lyrically. I'm just sorry. I just don't think it's that great. I think I think Wale is a throwback to his lyrics that's very heady. Yes. And you have to be in a, in a kind of a pop culture space and in a certain just awareness. <coughs> you of do. General. And he's very sports-based. He is. So if you're not a sports fan, you're going to lose a lot of the Yeah, things. right. Um, I think to come out with an album about nothing, honestly, the concept I thought was fantastic, and I don't even like Seinfeld. I hated Seinfeld. You didn't like, whoa, yeah, bro. I like it was terrible. What is wrong with these people? With you, no. Seinfeld, I'm a, <laughs> I was a huge MASH fan. Seinfeld used to come out before MASH. And I, you didn't I watch the lead in the match? I hated Seinfeld. I don't even understand what's happening here. These guys don't like Seinfeld. <laughs> nevertheless, I feel like... I Get feel me like, out of here. I feel like Wale did a great job of just Delivering a, a product for his fans and his fan base. His he fans, did. His core fans. He did. He did. I agree with that. You know what I mean? They, they still, wanted that. He's still able to tour successfully. He's, he's still able to drop music that has people's um, attention. Attention. It does. I was very surprised at the amount of attention that the album About Nothing got. And I was very, I mean, for lack of I a better way to put it. About right before it. Yeah, he put a mixtape out right he, before he, the, he, the Festivus. Right, but he healed the, he healed the relationship with Complex. He did. You know what I mean? So and he, then he fucked it up again, didn't he? Uh, I, I'm not sure if he did again. Okay, I just okay. know that he definitely healed that. So okay. he earned the accolades for the album. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I think Wale is a smart guy, and I think sometimes his he wants people to re- recognize how smart he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? That's you the, can't force that you on can't people. Yo, that's, the key, that's yeah. the key reason why I don't really... Pump with Wale's music that yeah. much because it's try hard music. Yeah. He's trying extremely he hard. hard he's trying. He's trying extremely hard. I mean, I think I think he comes from a, a definite music kind of stand. You know, like uh, I think even after Future Drop Beast Mode, folks were like, "All right, it's some joints right. here, but with it could be Flash in the pan." Right. It's nice to solidify that joint. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're like, okay. And plus the whole story behind it. I mean, that's a big story, yo. Like, that's going went through some shit, man. Yeah, but I just think that, you know, being able to, and I mean, you know, if we're talking 56 Nights, you got to talk about March Madness. Yes. You got to talk about the... How you told me, we talked about this earlier this week. March Madness is unequivocally the record of the year, right? Solid, right? Song of the year. And I mean, there's them... You know, Number one club DJ in DC tells you hundred thousand songs came out this year, and March Madness is the one that gets the reaction. You know, it creates. With bananas off March Madness in the club last I've night. Seen, I've seen. Last night. Yeah, last night. Last night. 
It's December. I, I've seen everything in the club happen to March Madness. Yes. It started over <laughs> fights. You, you know what I mean? Like just pure just <laughs> <Bam>. ignorance. <laughs> Temperatures rising. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you got you gotta do your future dance. You, you know what I'm saying? Every look, you can be the biggest backpacker, rap nerd, anti rap person in the world, whatever. Yeah, when that dirty soul in the styrofoam come on. You going. You right. When that dirty soul in the styrofoam drop, you going, yo. With you, if there's one song that I haven't cut off early all year, it's March Madness. I love it. Because that song is just, it's just, yeah, you, you, you realize, can't. like, you could be anywhere in a party. You could be losing the party. You right. You put that on, do, you got do, a do, back. Yeah. Right. So now you got two and a half minutes to get yourself back. I love it. back. <laughs> and if you, if you pick up, if you go right, these, these are pro tips right here. If you find yourself losing the party, Play March Madness. Play March Madness. And get yourself get together. Get back in the game. Slap yourself in the face. Take drink a cup of water and get back in the yeah. game, DJs. For you real. Know, I mean, listen, we're we're only, we're we're an hour in and we're, we're only three. Yeah, we're March. Only we're in April. <laughs> we're in April. This, that's how we know it's going to be a part two. We're going to cut this at May <laughs> and then we're going to pick up the second half of the year. Yeah, let's, let's get through April real, April real quick. Let's do April real quick because we got to talk about the albums that dropped in April. Currency came through with Pilot Talk three. I'm not a big currency guy, man. I just feel like I love weed, but I don't love it that much yeah. to listen to currency all the time. You know what I'm saying? I think he's another niche. He's a niche, a niche rapper. rapper. He's yeah. a blue-collar, working-class rapper. huge fan base, though. No yeah. doubt. No he doubt. Does. I just watched Breakfast Club interview with him. Really? He says he averages six shows a week. I love it. So even, so even if he's making 5000 a show. He's the working man's I mean, yeah, rapper. Exactly. Yeah, that's thirty thousand. Hundred twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's just you know, before tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Currency is working. Still a decent, you know, he's he's making a he's decent living. Hundred thousand a month, no doubt. He, he don't got no kids. Yeah. He can roll around the yeah. country, do whatever he wants to do. You know, yeah, yeah. it is a niche thing because I don't smoke, and so for me, there's no appeal. There's no appeal for you, yeah. And it's like I smoke, but I don't smoke to be high and lay back and listen to currency. Exactly. I smoke to get through the day. I try to listen to his music. You know, just to be like, okay, cool, I'm up on it. But, you know, I, I know what the weed would culture do. and what the weed would do. If you're engulfing <coughs> that and you yeah. get a new currency, you like, yes! I'm like, this, this is about, it! Like, oh, this is what I needed! I'm about to buy me so I'm much I'm about to weed, buy zip and, and it's on! And, and I'm going to go in the basement and I'm done for I'm the weekend. I'm done for the weekend! Yeah, yeah, I can't live my life like that. I got too much responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> but Pilot Talk 3 dropped. Tyler came out with Cherry Bomb. That was dope. I, it I wasn't. It. it wasn't better than Wolf, though. I like Wolf better. I think. I think the new one had a little bit more experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like where Tyler's going as a producer. Me too. Tyler's but, extremely talented. Yeah, producer. but it, it was. You know, it was just. It was so much music for us to consume this it year. It was like, look at how we are. We're able, music, yeah. and we got joints that we we still debating right. about. So like Cherry Bob dropped, but I'm gonna tell you what dropped the April changed my motherfucking life. The Barter Six, son. Hey, listen, that Barter Six dropped in April. Your boy was God. I was listening to Constantly Hating every day. Okay, like that's I, my joy. I, I would skip Constantly Hating, but with that, is with that, that is your joy. Okay, no, check is everybody oh, yeah. joy. Right oh, check yeah. is everybody joy. Check Check's another record where you know you. You play that in the club, you, 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 know, that. Going, you know what's going to happen. You got it. Yeah, you got, got it. About, about 115, you throw check on yeah. everybody. Just, okay. Yo, that's a great point you make, too, because I actually looked at my watch when you played March Madness last right. night, right. and it was about 115. Yeah. I looked at my watch, and I was like, okay, great time, because the party closed at 2 right. or whatever. Right. This is it. The last 45 minutes was 
Yeah, yeah, out of there. He was Jay was out of there. He was in the zone last night. Last forty five minutes, like ain't nobody want to leave, and that's the key to a good party. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, it's over. You know what I'm saying? That bar to six was that bar to six was a torch. It was hot. It was hot, man, for real. And and a lot of people wanted to dislike Young Thug. I might be one of them because you know I'm not down with I'm not down with leggings. And all of that, but at the end of the day, but like we talked about earlier with Lupe, like I'm you, not, I, you know, you're got separated. Is, exactly. You gotta, yeah, yes, what, sir. What you talk about and what I'm listening to you rap about when I'm on a bus, I don't care what you had on when you made it. You right? As long as you ain't hurt no kids, exactly. And doing nothing crazy. What's in your personal life is in your personal life. Right. You I need to be entertained. Yeah. I need right. to have music is here to do its job. Right. And if it's doing the job, I don't. If it's doing a job, I don't. I'm not thinking about what to wear. Exactly. Who cares? Who cares? Unless, unless you're telling me, you know, wear put, that. Put on a button up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Change clothes. Right. Then I'm looking you know at you like, what are you wearing? Yeah. But if you're just doing your young thug thing, I'm gonna let you cook, man. In March, so those are the notable releases of April. Right. The mixtape game in April jumped up a notch. Walker came out. Currency came out with a mixtape in April too. Yeah. Harry Fraud came out. That's my dude. My music yeah. cut the Harry Fraud. You know, <laughs> gotta rock with that Harry Fraud, son. <laughs> Young Buck came out again. Who knows why? Rob Banks was rocking. You ever heard of Rob He's Banks? Miami? Um, yeah, Miami yeah, dude. Yeah, Miami. He was killing. He had a joint. He had a couple yeah. joints. So he came out. Trey Songs came out. Master P came out with a mixtape in April. Why not? Why the why fuck not? Not? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Um, and the two notable joints, the best joints that came out in April for real, was Rich Homie Quad and your boy Bankroll Fresh. Get with that big roll fresh, man. Big roll fresh is good. He got but like, I'm boy, I'm boy. It's all context. It is. It's it all is. context. And I liked, I liked what big roll fresh was doing. In April, though, it, the news was crazy in April, though. Right. Yo, all the Migos got locked up in April. <laughs> That's when that went down, yeah, man. Was that a result of that noisy documentary? You know, it was kind of like a bit of a, a, a lead okay. in to that, okay. to be real. Yeah. Like that, because that noisy documentary, man, we could spend a whole episode talking about that. Hello. Fucking Thomas. Fuck out of the trap, Thomas. He was a bad. Yeah, that was just a terrible choice, yo. Well, let's, we'll, 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 yeah, well, let's uh, not. Let's not. That'll be our media podcast. Oh, my God. That'll be the media podcast. But yeah. all the Migos, all the Migos went to jail. And shout out to Offset. Just got home. You know what I'm yep. saying? Quavo, Quavo and Takeoff was keeping the whole thing going. And the Migos was on fire all summer. Yeah. But, you know, Quavo and Takeoff had to keep it going. And um, Offset just got home, man. I hope the Migos is able to pick back up where they left <laughs> off at. For real, man. They got arrested <coughs> for carrying a gun onto school property during a concert at Georgia Southern University. It was nuts, man. Like, that was what happened in April. Little way also in April... I guess I don't. I hope it didn't coincide with the Barter Six, but you know, Lil Wayne's tour bus got shot up. That's when the tour bus got shot up, and you see, homie just got the got time for that. He got like a long. He got like twenty, 20 or something years, like that. Man. Yeah. Must have been his previous felon. Definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? You know these dudes. I mean, is career it's, goons. It's rap, bro. Like, it's you rap. You can't. Uh, <laughs> you can't be swayed by that sort of in that sort of decision making. Exactly. Now your life is in. Now you're done, right? No more tours, no more bank rolls up to your head. You're not gonna be talking to ten thousand no more. You're gonna be talking on a on a government securitist inmate phone. You don't want that in your life, for real, man. So, but April was a good month for mixtapes. It was a cool month for albums, but I don't think much happened. So May, 
there was a couple of good albums that came out. I feel like May was more of a, a R&B month. Um, the Good Fight by Odyssey, who you previously mentioned. Great album. Great album. Awesome Let's album. get into Odyssey, man. Washington, uh, D.C. product. Man, I won't say a native. I know he's from, I think he's from Sudan originally, right? Sudan. Sudanese heritage, I believe. Yeah, man. I know he floats around. PG, D.C. Good. And then I think he's based out of Brooklyn now. Right, he lives in Brooklyn. And yeah, I mean, great album. Great album. Great musician. Great dude, man, for real. So that was that was May. Uh, Snoop came out with Bush, which I like, cause you know, hey, one day I'm gonna be an old somebody, old uncle, and I'm gonna be listening to Peaches and Cream at the cookout. I thought it was dope. Yeah. I thought the Neptunes really did their thing on that. Um, Jamie Foxx came out with Hollywood, Hollywood. you know what I'm saying? Which had a joint, a couple joints on it. So it was underwhelming. Though. It was underwhelming. Yeah. I agreed. It had a, it had that joint with Wale on it. Yeah. That beat it like a drum. And what's the other joint? Um, I mean, I DJ the party on the DC here. On a Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, that yeah. heist. I remember that. That went up. That was a great party. Like, Oof, that went up. You know, if, if you're going to drop if you're gonna drop a May album, you got to have some of his signatures in February. Yeah, yeah. you do. You got to have, you got to be sitting on something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, like, you need those songs to become the songs. Of the summer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I feel like everybody kind of chilled. Because like you said, the bar was, you know, it was low. But like people had to step their shit up in 2015. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they had to come with that work. Um, Chance the Rapper. Who I'm not really a huge fan of, but I get why people are a fan of him. Came out with uh, Surf, and I thought that was a pretty good project. I thought it was cool. It was experimental. You know what I'm saying? But it was Chance the Rapper, so I'm not really that heavy into it. But I saw him at Trelectro. He had the crowd in the palm of his hand. People love, especially the young generation, they love Chance the Rapper. So <coughs> I think that that's going to be a big thing for cats coming up. Yeah, for sure. You know, Boosie came out with uh, Touchdown to Cause Hell, and... ASAP Rocky came out with at long last ASAP. So I was talking, we was talking about that earlier, how I felt like that shit was just kind of underwhelming because yeah. it didn't have no hits. Yeah. It didn't have no big joints. Like, you know how like Fashion Killer right. yeah. or like, you know, Peso. Wild for the Night. Wild for the Night, which I hate. I can't tell you how much I hate Skrillex, dog. Like, I just don't even want to talk about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get sidetracked. Let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> Love them, bro. Can't fuck with Skrillex, though. Love Diplo. You, I know. Thank you. Thank you for somebody else for recognizing that. Because it's like, I try to mention those two, and people will try to put them in the same box. I'll be like, no, they're not. They're different altogether. Apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? But ASAP came out with this long-lived ASAP joint, and it had some joints on it, but it just didn't grab the people. And which was executively produced by Juicy J, though. Wow, which was dope, because that joint with him and uh, Bum B and Pimp C, and Pimp C on that that's my yeah. joint. Yep. So, yeah, man. So, look, this the month of May right here, and we got to cut it off. Yo, we've been at this for an hour, so you already know. We coming back in part two. Jay, can I get you to commit to come through the part, for part two? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? We are back. We are back with Black Broadway. Oh, I love it. And, and, and there'll be more drinks. Oh, exactly. There'll be more drinks. There'll be more food. We'll have fun. Yo, thank everybody for tuning. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this part one of the year of music 2015 wrap up. Javon Baker the third. He's the most lit DJ. Go to watchfreesocialclub.com. Go to JavonBakerTheThird.com and check this man out. Get into his catalog. Don't forget, go to BlackBroadway.com and check out everything that we got going on on our past episodes, updates.
boy, have a rocket. You back for part two, part baby. Two. Cannot wait. We're going to cover this second down, half man. of the year. Second half of the year was lit, too. And Still my favorite. And much more, man. Thank y'all so much. Episode nine. We out. We out. Holla. Like Broadway. Thank you so much, man.